Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of The Talking Point. I'm Benjamin Gamson, a co-anchor here at The Talking Point and a staff writer at The Boiling Point. This is a special episode of The Talking Point, which contains, as promised, the full interview by staff writer Juliet Wiener with Shalhevet science teacher Dr. Elizabeth Bashir about how antibodies work in a path to a COVID-19 vaccine. Here's Juliet. Welcome to The Talking Point, and thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. First, can you please share what courses you teach at Shalhevet? Sure, I teach ninth grade biology, I teach biochemistry, and I teach SAGE engineering. Wow, that's great. Okay, so first, how exactly does a vaccine work and how do antibodies protect against disease? Well, how a vaccine works is basically it teaches your body what a virus um, looks like, not necessarily looks like, but what a virus is or what it what its parts are so that if you come in contact with that virus in the future then you are um, your body is able to fight it off much quicker and so that's in a nutshell the simplified version of what a virus is so why specifically is it so hard to find a vaccine for covid-19 well um, usually whenever you're coming up with vaccines um, there's several stages in the process. And with all the stages included, it can take up to 10 years to come up with a vaccine, even for things that we already know about. Um, what ends up taking so long with uh, any, any creation of a vaccine is first you have to understand the virus and what it's made out of. And that was, uh, we luckily already have that part. The second is that you need to um, come up with the type of vaccine that you're gonna use. And some vaccines are easier to make than others depending on, uh, sometimes you need to have the viral particles purified to make, uh, and that may take time. But I think what ends up taking the most time is the clinical trials. So to be completely safe, you wanna test this out in animals um, before you put it in humans. Um, it just, if something is happening that we don't understand as scientists, um, it can harm a lot of people if you just start doing it in people. And in fact, I know that with coronavirus, the vaccines that they're having for it, they are putting it in people um, and they wouldn't normally do that. Scientists in fact have been very open and uh, talked a lot about that um, for a regular vaccine, you wouldn't put it straight into people because it is high risk. Um, we're only doing it now because we're in this pandemic. We have a incredibly difficult situation right now. And so that's the only reason that they're willing to put these people at risk. And we should thank these people who are being part of these trials. But um, why a vaccine usually takes so long is because usually what you do is you um, get animals and you try it in them and it takes a long time to see if it works in them. And then after you do that, you do a small trial in people. And usually it's considered um, unethical or not necessarily good science to give somebody a vaccine and then immediately try to give them the virus because that that's kind of like making somebody sick when you don't need to. So what they do is they give a group of people a vaccine and then wait a few years to see if they just on their own come in contact with the virus and then see if the vaccine works. 
And so that's why the making of a vaccine usually takes so long is because you have to wait for people to come in contact with the virus naturally. Um, however, uh, we, with this particular vaccine of what I understand is that they're, they're doing um, trials where they're actually purposely putting these people in contact with the virus after they've given them the vaccine, which isn't normally done for making a vaccine. Right, to speed up the process. And actually, mm -hmm. this week, the company Moderna in Boston mm -hmm. announced that its new COVID-19 vaccine had successfully produced antibodies in eight test subjects, all of which were humans, not animals, um, kind of like you were saying. But this still doesn't mean that there is now like a COVID vaccine that we could give to everyone. Why is that? So the thing is, is human populations are varied greatly, as you know, that they're, all people are different. And the way that we react to things can be different. So just because it worked for those eight people doesn't mean that it'll work for all people, maybe the very old or very young who their, their immune systems um, function differently, or even just uh, natural variation of the same eight within the same age group you'll have people that can have a bad reaction to it or maybe even the virus itself may react to the vaccine when they comes in contact and there's even some times you can have the vaccine the virus uh, i guess the vaccine can help the viruses is the way that you say sometimes so you have to be careful about that your vaccine is working before you put it in a huge population because it can backfire on you. Right. And this vaccine, the New York Times explained, um, is an mRNA vaccine, which is something that hasn't been really done in humans before. So can you explain exactly what that is and why it may or may not work? So um, most vaccines uh, in the past have always been of two types, which is going to be a so like whole vac virus vaccines, so you basically take the whole virus and either weaken it and put it in somebody, or you take a subunit, meaning part of the protein shell, and you put that in the vaccine and put it in people. Um, but viruses are not just made of a protein shell. They're also made of RNA on the inside. So what this is doing, which nobody has ever done in humans before, as you mentioned, is you take some of that RNA and you actually put a piece of it, not the entire RNA for the entire virus, but a piece of it in the human. And then your cells will actually read the RNA and go through transcription and translation. Well, first reverse transcription, but then transcription and translation and make a piece of the protein shell. And so your own body is making the uh, shell of the virus or a piece of it. And then your body learns what that looks like to fight it off. The problem with that is, is because you're using your own body to create it, it, sometimes you can have your own body attacking itself in some small ways. So you have to be very careful. At, at least that's what I understand. Um, right. To my understanding, the mRNA vaccine is a genetically engineered vaccine. Can you please share the difference between live, inactive, and genetically engineered vaccines? Mm -hmm. So um, there's live attenuated viruses, which is basically where they take the whole virus and they basically weaken it. And so it's an entire virus and they put it in. And then what were the other two that you mentioned? 
Um, inactive and genetically engineered. Okay, so inactive is where they still take the whole virus, but they completely deactivate it. And so um, they either heat it up to such a temperature to where it can't function anymore or something like that. So that would be inactivated. And then with this one, they are not actually putting the entire virus in. They're just putting a piece of the RNA, the mRNA in. So not the entire virus. Right. So um, taking the antibodies and injecting them from mm -hmm. a patient who already had COVID and recovered into a new person who either has been exposed or is going through it now, can that, is that like successful or is there issues with injecting someone else's antibodies into a new patient? I honestly don't know. I haven't read the studies on that particularly. Um, it shouldn't be too much different than getting um, a blood transfusion. So any type of uh, complications you would have with a regular blood transfusion, I would expect to be the same. Um, however, I don't know how well that works. So I don't know if there's enough antibodies in the blood that when you do put it in somebody, if it's actually going to have an effect. I would want to read up about that before I said anything. Right. So why do certain vaccines, like in terms of test trials, why do certain vaccines react differently in animals than they do in humans? Well, just like there's variation in a human population, there's even more difference in humans versus animals. So although we may have a lot of things that are very similar, um, there are often things that are different and it ends up being that the subunits of the proteins of our either our immune system or the external part of our cells are different in those animals than they are in us. And so you can have a reaction in one where you wouldn't have a reaction in the other. Right. It's how you were saying about how um, during trials it reacts different in different humans. And that's why eight test subjects isn't really enough to have Correct. a definitive. Um, and lastly, um, there is a possibility that COVID-19 could mutate. So how does this affect the complication of creating a vaccine? So uh, that means that usually, so usually a virus will mutate and because the mutation is not the entire viral shell, sometimes the vaccine you make for one strain will also work for the other strain. So once we have one vaccination, it should be, um, should be easier to make a vaccine that will work for the other one uh, just because they're probably even though they have mutated they still have a lot of other similarities um and so they will be a little difficult but it won't be as hard as starting from scratch okay great again thank you so much for sharing your time and i hope you and your family stay safe and have a great holiday thank you you too Bye. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day.